As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to The Audible. I'm Stuart Mandel, coming to you on Signing Day 2017. Bruce Feldman is usually here with me, but he is out on the road for signing day. And as such, I am spending the day interviewing coaches from around the country. This episode is going to involve Baylor coach Matt Rule. It's a fascinating interview because it's the first chance that I've had to talk to him since he got to Baylor, but in particular, since a lawsuit came out Friday alleging, and these numbers are just unbelievably awful, 52 acts of rape by 31 football players from 2011 to 14 when Art Bryles was still the coach. To Matt's credit in the conversation you're about to hear, he does not hide from that. We talk about the scandal and the issues that are hovering over the program. We also get into the recruiting class, obviously, that he's put together, which is pretty impressive given that there was exactly one commitment when Matt got the job in early December. We will be having more coaches on throughout the day, so I'd encourage you, if you haven't done so already, to subscribe to The Audible on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts, and the new episodes will come into your feed throughout the day and into Thursday. You can also just follow me on Twitter, SL Mandel, and I'll be tweeting out the links. So uh, with that, let's get to Matt Rule. All right, please be joined now by Baylor coach Matt Rule, just completing his first signing class at Baylor. And Matt, I want to get into recruiting in the class in a second, but first, first time I had a chance to talk to you since you've been there. Uh, how are you, uh, you know, a Northeast guy fitting in so far there in Texas? You know, it, it, it's been great. I mean, everyone here has, you know, opened their arms uh, to me and my family and, and, and the assistant coaches I brought with me. And and uh, it's been uh, it's been a fun time and it's been a good time. And uh, I've met a lot of great people. So I'm excited about the future here. You obviously had um, people coming after you after the great success you had at Temple. Why Baylor? You know, I just thought it was a, a place um, where I, I could accomplish all the things I wanted to get done. You know, I wanted to uh, be around great kids. I wanted to recruit some of the best players in the country, and they're obviously right here in Texas. I wanted to have a place that had a, uh, a tremendous education, a tremendous campus, great facilities, a place that had athletic excellence, not just in football, but all across the board. And when you walk around here and we have the number two men's and women's basketball teams, we have, you know, Olympic gold medalists running on our track. I, I felt like, you know what, this was a place that's committed to, you know, academic excellence, athletic excellence. It's a 
Baptist University, a place that believes in uh, spirit, you know, uh, life and, and leadership. And and uh, I just thought that that was uh, uh, an extra component that I thought was special here. So I felt like it was a tremendous opportunity. I knew that, you know, some, some hard and bad things had happened here. And, and I felt like, you know what, um, if anybody uh, was going to help, you know, kind of move Baylor into the future, you know, maybe it could be me. Yeah, and how are you dealing with that? Because obviously a lot happened before you got there. And then even this past Friday, new headlines come out about a lawsuit and more allegations about um, uh, what what happened between 2011 and 2014. So um, I know it's a new staff and it's a fresh start, but obviously those headlines aren't going away. How are you dealing with that? Well, I think I think, you know, like anything, number one, I think you you want to always be tremendously respectful uh, of the victims uh, of of sexual assault that happened here. So you don't want to diminish anything because uh, one person assaulted, one woman uh, assaulted is too many. And and so um, you know I think you want to learn from the things that went wrong and make sure that we do everything we can in our power to make sure that that uh, that, that that doesn't happen again. You know, not just try to fix the problem, but be, be an example of uh, how to be at the forefront of making sure that this is a safe campus for, for the for all. The people, but especially the women that come on campus here. Um, at the same time, you know, recognizing the fact that there's no kid on this team that's been accused of anything. These these are these are great kids that have have, have done things right. They've gone to school. They've tried to play football, and they want to to move forward to the future. So I think for me, Stuart, the, the key is to understand that you know lawsuits they're, they're probably not going away. There'll, there'll be a lot of lawsuits here, and there'll be a lot of you know a lot of those will reach headlines. But understanding that we want to learn from the past, we want to honor the victims, and and not diminish that. We want to learn from that, but we always want to move forward. And, um, uh, you know, obviously we move forward with the kids that we signed today and we're moving forward with the team uh, that, you know, that I've been entrusted to coach. Well, with that in mind, when you got there, I believe um, because of what happened, because of, uh, you know, basically a lame duck coaching staff last year, they only had one commitment. Uh, you filled that up fast. How were you able to, to kind of get things sparked there and obviously end up signing, um, you know, a good number of kids? Yeah, you know, 29 kids that, you know, have, have joined the program. And, and I think, um, you know, that they wanted to be at Baylor. And, and you know, um, you know Baylor ha- hasn't changed. I mean, the opportunity to get a, a you know, $60,000 a year education, the chance to stay here in, in Texas and, and for a lot of kids be close to home, chance to come to a place that, you know, has tremendous uh, football and, and tremendous athletics, tremendous facilities. So, you you know, for the all we've had to do is for these kids that, lo- that love the Baylor, that grew up watching RG3 and Kendall Wright and Corey, Coleman, um, you know the, the the academics here haven't changed. The campus hasn't changed. The uh, you know a- athletic facilities haven't changed. There are new coaches, but you know we just had to extend the opportunity to come take a look and find out our plan for them and find out how we're going to develop them. And I think as they see what we did at Temple, and they see, I think as they look at the Senior Bowl last week and see kids that came to, to Temple as walk-ons and came as you know you know one-star recruits, and now they go to the Senior Bowl and and they're they're winning MVP awards and they're you know they're they've been developed they got their education they're they're great people a lot of kids said you know what i want to go play for that coaching staff and go to baylor because baylor's a great place it, it did hit a hard time and it, it, it you know we're not going to walk away from that but it's still a tremendous university and a tremendous education was there a certain recruit or maybe more than one recruit who once they jumped on board that really created the momentum for the rest of the class 
Well, I, I, there's probably there's probably one or two. I'd say you know Trayvon Lewis was the first young man that said you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to Baylor, and you know, he was the Houston Touchdown Club Player of the Year, and and, and when he did, um, that was uh, obviously he'll always hold a special place in my heart because he's the first kid that committed to us, and he committed without even you know hadn't met me yet, hadn't been on campus yet, but he he knew Baylor, and he knew, he knew he wanted to be here. And then, you know, probably secondly, I'd say, you know, Charlie Brewer, you know, he was the, you know, state player of the year, 78% completion percentage, state champion at Lake Travis. And he enrolled mid-year, and, and he did so without without meeting me, without meeting our coaching staff. Uh, he just, you know, he, he knew about the education he would get at Baylor. He, he believed in the future and the great things that we could do. And I think once people in the state saw us get, you know, the Houston Touchdown Club Player of the Year, and they saw us get, you know, the 6A Player of the Year in Texas, they said, you know what, um, there, there must be something going on there. And a lot more kids made a decision to take a look. I know you were at the bowl game to assess the roster that you were inheriting and therefore guys in this class that you feel like will help fill an immediate hole. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of really talented football players. It's as fast a team as I've ever seen in my life. I think there were two areas we felt like we had to, you know, make improvement upon. And that was, number one, at the quarterback position, we only had one scholarship quarterback, Zach Smith, who played as a true freshman, but we only had one scholarship quarterback. And so we were able to address that at the mid-year by signing Charlie Brewer and then a new Solomon enrolled as a graduate transfer. You know, so all the great things that he did uh, at, at, at Arizona, we now know we now have three scholarship quarterbacks uh, to go along with some, you know, really, really good walk-ons that are already here. And then, you know, on the offensive line, there there was a great offensive line nucleus coming back, but that we only had, uh, you know, eight scholarship offensive linemen when I got here. So to go out and sign five or six kids, now, you know, that was, you know offensive linemen, uh, now we're, you know, we're going to really kind of build up on the offensive and defensive line. So we signed some big kids, some kids that we think we can develop and some other kids we think have a chance to play at a young age. I'm curious. You mentioned obviously the kid. A lot of these kids grew up watching Baylor. Grew up watching RG3 and um, and Bryce Petty and all these guys that came through. Um, it was a very distinctive style of offense that Art Bryles ran, and I feel like you had a very distinct style at Temple that looked a lot different. Um, wh- how do you marry the two? How do you marry what you want to do with uh, a, a group of players that were recruited for that very specific system? Yeah, I think the thing that that I'll always do, you know, and I'm a guy that played defense. I've coached offense. I've coached defense. I'll always, you know, try to tailor what we do to the to the players that we have, you know, in our system. So, you know, it'll always be about our, you know, what our offensive line and what our quarterback can do. And so, you know, we'll probably be a little bit more spread out than we were at Temple. Be a little bit more maybe aggressive than we were at Temple. But at the same time, you know, I, I do know this: our, our brand of football, we don't want it to be just defined by our offense. I mean, we brought, you know, our coaching staff from Temple. We were the number three defense uh, in the country at Temple. And you know what? When you look at the teams that played in the college football playoff, they were all pretty much in the top 12 on defense and they were all around number 30 on offense and so you know we have no interest in being the number one offense in the country and not worrying about defense we want to be a complete team a team that complements each other and so there are a lot of really fast explosive athletes on this roster and we'll make sure we use them the proper way but at the same time we also want to play great defense and and and, uh, you know be in the top 12 eventually here in defense at Baylor. Well how hard is that to do uh, in the Big 12 where it's basically known for all of these, you know, high-scoring, wide-open offenses. Not that there aren't uh, good defensive players in the conference, but obviously it's hard to put up those dominating, um, to have that dominant defensive production that uh, maybe you're accustomed to. 
Yeah, I don't, I, you know, there's no one in the Big 12 this past year who was in the top 50 in defense. So, you know, we, we certainly understand it. Maybe, you know, maybe it's going to be harder to do. But, um, you know, if you want to get to where Alabama is and where Clemson is, um, if you want to be a perennial, you know, college football playoff team, I think you have to just kind of look at that blueprint. And whether it's Washington in the Pac-12 or, you know, who's a, you know, a wide-open conference, I think you have to find a way to play defense. And part of that's, I think, how you play offense. You know, you can't ask your, your defense to go out and play 95, 98 plays um, because of the way you play offense. You know, if they have to play that many because of the opposing offense, so be it. But, you know, we're going to try to complement each other. And we certainly recognize how great the offenses are, how great the coaching staffs are here, and how great the quarterbacks are here in the Big 12. But, um, you know, we're going to try to just make sure we do the best we can to, to complement each other and build a and build a team that always finds a way to play defense. Well, lastly, to bring it back to what we talked about earlier, obviously you know that the headlines, the lawsuits, you even said, you know, there's probably going to be more lawsuits. Uh, after the news from Friday, there was speculation out there, people questioning, well, now is the NCAA going to come in and possibly hand, you know, sanctions to Baylor? Are you concerned about that? No. I mean, I think, you know, the NCAA, you know, said early on that they were, you know, that they were going to sort of not not do, you know, not approach this the way maybe they approached uh, uh, Penn State. And, and so, you know, while while these things were egregious and while they were, um, you know, and, 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 you know, what I can't comment on those specific allegations because, you know, I, that, you know, I, I don't have that investigation, you know, but but again, any uh, the documented sexual assaults that happened, um, you know, while they were awful, uh, that's not necessarily, you know, in our minds. And I think what the NCAA said, an NCAA issue, that's a federal issue and that's a Title IX issue. And that's an issue that the proper authorities have already begun to handle. And Baylor has, you know, you know, they have taken unprecedented actions. You know, I mean, there's a new, you know, new president, new, new AD, new football coach, 105 recommendations put in place. You know, they're trying to correct that problem. But, uh, you know, I don't think that that's necessarily an NCAA issue. And I think the NCAA has sort of said that. So, um, you know, we, we, we feel good about the fact that, um, you know, they, that we're here to, to move Baylor beyond that, move them into the future and make sure that that, that doesn't happen again. And so um, that, that's all I can concern myself with is moving forward. And, you know, when we look back at the things that happened in the past, it does anger us and it does make us upset. And it does make us want to, you know, enact justice. And I certainly understand that. Um, but, you know, that, uh, that uh, you know, that that's not my job. That's someone else's job. My job is to make sure that the kids that come here are the right kids, and that we play great football. We educate our players, and we make sure that our kids are tremendous examples of uh, you know how to do things right on and off the field here at Baylor. All right. Well, Matt, thank you so much for taking the time. Appreciate it, and congratulations on the class that you put together. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.